Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 260, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone, your host as always, and I am excited to introduce this person on the line today. As we do, I love interviewing people from the WWE and uh, old WWE stars, NXT, TNA, ROH, Lucha Underground. For those who listen to the show weekly, uh, you are very aware of that. But one thing I do, and I've said this many times before, one thing I love to do is interview people who's had experience in the WWE that can let us know and share some fun road stories from the days of old. This person here, not only does he fulfill that, but he also came out with a book. And he also has an affiliation with a very, very prominent figure in the WWE who is going to have a very, very marquee match here at WrestleMania. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce the guest for tonight, none other than the Mean Street Posse's own Pete Gass. How are you tonight, sir? I'm Chris. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So so without uh, going further into the questions, I uh, have to ask you just about your career in the WWE and your take on some things. Let's get into uh, what you're doing nowadays. Let let the listeners know uh, what Pete Gasparino's up to in a fun, nice project that you just finished. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, lately it feels like I'm doing a lot of interviews, which is a great thing. Uh, 
and I get to talk about my favorite thing, and that's wrestling. Um, but I work for a company right now called WD Mason. It's the largest privately owned uh, office supply company in uh, in America, in the Northeast. And uh been there over 14 years now. Uh, I After wrestling, I was in, on Wall Street for about a year and a half and then found WD Mason, and I have been here ever since, and I love it. Awesome. That's awesome. And let the listeners know about a, a, a nice little project, like the huge, and, you know, it's always fun to get, you know, documentaries and just thoughts and biographies of wrestlers as far as their lens. You have a book that you just uh, you just released. Let the listeners know about it. Yeah, it's called uh, Looking at the Lights. It's... Uh, it basically tells the story about how uh goes back as early as high school when I first became friends with Shane uh, through high school, college. Then it goes into the WWE where uh, Shane asked Rodney and I to do him a favor, and that's all we thought it was was a favor, and it ended up uh, parlaying into a, a three-year contract with the WWE. Yeah, absolutely. And two reigns as hardcore champion as well. How, how was that? Uh, so far, our conversation that we've had so far it lasted longer than both my runs as hardcore champion. Very so, true. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've actually uh, interviewed uh, the person who trains you on my show. Um, you know, you talked about Shaman Man asking a favor, so he kind of he kind of passed the reins over to Tom Pritchard, who was very instrumental in you really developing a wrestling craft. Uh, how did that uh, transaction come about? Uh, he, uh, Dr. Tom was, he had a camp that he would, he would have uh, potential uh, new talent come in and, and have tryouts and he would work with them. And he was there for us and God bless him because he, uh, he, we learned basically on his body, and uh, I think the next time I see him, I owe him more than a beer. I think I owe him dinner. <laughs> so we uh, we beat we beat him pretty good, and he was a good sport, and uh, he really he really helped us a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and so you were talking about Shane uh, doing a favor, doing the time. You know, this is uh, just the heat of the Attitude Era, and the Monday Night Wars were about about three years in. And what was it about you and, and, and Rodney and, of course, uh, Joey Abs came uh, along uh, alongside the way, but as far as I know, he didn't have any close-knit relationship with you and Shane and Rodney. Um, but, you know, he was, he was an independent wrestler. He fit into the Greenwich role uh, from, a, from a parent standpoint. Just kind of relive that whole entire moment as – as Shane comes up to you, and just what was your initial reaction of Shane saying, "Hey, w- would you like to get in the ring?" It was more. Uh, he called. He told Rodney and I on a Wednesday that we he wanted us to come into his office Friday. We had no idea why. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went in as usual, like because we worked out at the uh, at Titan Tower, which is the headquarters for WWE. And uh, we worked out at the gym there afterwards. We we swung by his office, and he and I sat down. Rodney and I sat down with Shane, and it was a usual session in there of each one of us making fun of each other and having a good time. And then all of a sudden, Shane said, uh, 
he asked us if we'd do him a favor, and the favor entailed uh, – he then held up a script, and he tore it up. And he said, I need you to go down to the studio on Sunday. I want you to dress preppy. I need you to get uh, sweater vests because we didn't own sweater vests back then. And uh, he said, you know, we were thinking collared shirts and sweater vests. And talk about how we grew up on the mean streets of Greenwich. Mm-hmm. So uh, we laughed. We had a good laugh with it. And uh, just he said, talk about how we, uh, you know, we, we ran from the cops. We got in fights and stuff like that. And they're going to cut it up, and you're going to be on Monday Night Raw uh, the following night. So Rodney and I, uh, that Sunday, uh, we had to be there at 10. So Rodney came over around 8 o'clock. We, we each drank a 12-pack of beer because we were nervous. And uh, we ended up going down and uh, doing these vignettes. And uh, so then after that, Shane brought us, you know, they, for a, a few weeks in a row, they played these vignettes, and it was getting good heat with the crowd. And they brought us to uh, Albany, New York, uh, where Shane challenged X-Pac to a street fight six mm-hmm. days prior to WrestleMania, and we pulled up in Corvette convertibles. We jumped out, we jumped X-Pac, and we got back in the cars and drove away. Um, so then they brought us down to uh, WrestleMania in Philadelphia, and we had uh, we sat in the front row and we got involved with the X-Pac match, and uh, we thought it was over. We had no idea at that point it was there was any more to it, and and uh, I don't think anyone did. And then uh, anywhere from about a week to 10 days later, Shane called Rodney and I back in his office and said, uh, here, this is for you. And we didn't know what it was. You know, he handed us each an envelope. We had no idea what it was. When we opened it up, we got paychecks. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we, we didn't expect any money. We were doing him a favor, like, yeah. So uh, we had a blast doing it. And then he said, do you have any vacation time? We want to bring you and Rodney on the road. So then we started going on the road, and uh, you know, and then it was only supposed to last for about a month, month and a half after that, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's when we lost our loser leaves town match with against Briscoe and Patterson, which turned out to be the highest rated 15 minute segment in uh, wrestling history. And then uh, after that, we we were off TV for a few weeks, and then they decided to bring us back. And we became a part of the corporate ministry, and then, yep. then it was all about. Then it was all about. They, they'd given us contracts at that point, and it was just time to start learning and paying yeah. dues. Absolutely, yeah. So, what was the reason for uh, Joey Abs to be a part of the faction? Was it because he actually had a wrestling background? Yeah. So we we at that point didn't have any experience in wrestling. We we didn't know how to a match mm-hmm. so in order in order to uh keep us relevant and keep our character hot they brought in joey abs so joey abs would be the muscle of the group and he would be the wrestler and Robbie, rodney and i would uh run around the ring and cause havoc and do all this sorts of other things mm-hmm. so that until we caught he was there until we caught up caught up to speed yeah, I certainly can could see that. Now, how how mean were you in the mean streets when you were in high school? Does that does the mean streets and just the narrative of you and Rodney's character does that have any reflection at all to growing up? No, I mean, other than a couple of soccer moms fighting over a, a space on Greenwich <laughs> Avenue, uh, it, it really doesn't. It's really not that mean. 
Um, but it's a lot of fun, and you know, the whole character playing someone that you're not is always a lot of fun. And uh, you know, it was easy to get good heat with the crowd. And yeah. you know, the, the funny thing about it is, for fans that don't understand the Mean Street Posse or thought we sucked or, or whatever the case may be, uh, the truth of the matter is, is, if we didn't do our job, if we didn't get uh, a rise out of the crowd or get a reaction, we would have been gone after two weeks. Very true. That's yeah. the whole thing. And because, you know, we weren't there. You know, we got an opportunity from them, and we understand that. And that was uh, that was great. But it was what we did with it after the opportunity is what the book's all about and how, you know, how we, we got heat with the crowd and how we had to get respect in the locker room and, and all all the things that go along with being a professional wrestler, you know, the bumps, the bruises, and everything else that goes with it. Um, yeah. But it's a good story, and it's a unique story. No one else has this story, and that's why uh, I'm I'm proud of the book because John Robinson and I did it. I, I feel like we did a really good job and explained everything the way you know the way I'm talking about it is the way it seems like it's in the book. It's an easy read. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how was Shane growing up? <laughs> yeah, Daredevil, just like in real, just like you see on television. He. Uh, He's an adrenaline junkie. He lo- anything that uh, has danger to it, he loves it. And uh, it, it's been the same since he was a kid, and it hasn't changed now. And he's 47, and he's still acting crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's something in his blood. Yeah. Any particular high school story you remember growing up? Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a, a story where uh, we had a friend, Mike Kate. Um, he had a motorcycle, and... Vince wasn't allowing Shane to ride the motorcycle, but Shane was determined to ride that motorcycle. And he said, come on, we'll walk down the street. And so we all, we all went down the street and, and Mike had his bicycle, uh, his, his, uh, did I say bicycle? I meant to say, uh, motorcycle. Yeah. So, uh, he wasn't allowed to ride the motorcycle. And, uh, sure enough, Shane gets on the motorcycle, goes down the street. You know, we're hanging out waiting for him to come back and, we look down the driveway, and here comes Vince with his big barrel chest walking, you know, walking up the driveway. And we're like, oh, boy, <laughs> Shane's going to get it now. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, you know, Vince comes over and he says, boys, he says, where's Shane? Then none of us would say anything. We know no one was going to rat, you know, we weren't going to rat out our boy. But then again, we didn't have to because less than 10 seconds later, here comes Shane buzzing around the corner hand on backwards and you know, and Vince looked at us and just said, Boys, time to go home. And he said, Yes, Vince, and we all got in the car and we were laughing because we knew Shane was gonna get his ass kicked as soon as he as soon as he got in the go- in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Very, very interesting. So just your overall uh, you know, span of uh and WWE lasted three years. Uh you also you, you were in a uh WrestleMania two thousand, um and, and, and WrestleMania sixteen, WrestleMania two thousand. Uh and you know, it's interesting that was the last WrestleMania uh on April second if I remember. And this WrestleMania is gonna be on April second as well. Hardcore Battle Royal uh, and you, you won the championship there. Uh, you know, like you said, it was just for a hiccup. How was the rush uh, of competing at a WrestleMania? Yeah, no words can really explain it, uh, to be honest with you. And, you know, the match was mostly ad-libbed, you know, with the exception of certain parts that we knew were going to happen in the match. And mm-hmm. I remember 
you know, I got hit in the head with a, a box fan and it cut me wide open and I, I had blood coming out of my head. So I, I kind of grunted and kind of tried to force more blood out, make it look good because I felt fine. And uh, I remember when I, I ended up spraying uh, Thrasher in the face with a fire extinguisher and hit him over the head with it. And I went for the pin, and I remember as soon as I got the, the three count from Timmy White, I got to my knees and I raised my hands in victory. And, you know, Timmy held my hand up. I remember letting out a yell because it, it had hit me at that moment that no one will ever take that WrestleMania moment away from me. Like, even though I was about to lose it to Taz, the one. And it still goes in the history books. And to me, it was uh, it was an awesome feeling. And, you know, I can only imagine what it would be like to be a guy like Daniel Bryan to win to win when they won the title against uh, Triple H at uh, WrestleMania. I can't imagine what that feeling must be like. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So you got a call from WWE to come back on the 15th anniversary show. Uh, about about six years after your departure, and yep. how was that? The fifteenth anniversary was a big deal, and how did that all come about? As far as just you being a member, you you being a part of that uh, that fifteenth anniversary special. Well, true story is I, I uh, Bridgeport. It was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and that's only about twenty five minutes from my house. Mm. And when I found out that it was going to be there, I called Shane and asked him if I could take some softball buddies. And uh, he's like, yeah, just keep telling me how many guys you, you want to bring. And I said, well, is eight asking a lot? Because that's kind of overdoing it. He's like, don't worry about it. I got, for you, I got the tickets. So uh, he got me eight tickets to the show. And my plan was to go up early, hit a couple of bars with these guys, and then uh, go get a steak dinner at a, at a great steakhouse around the corner from the from where, uh, from the Bridgeport Arena, and um, about five days prior to it, I get a phone call from Shane, and uh, he said, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, we're doing a, a a a gimmick battle royal." He goes, "Do you want to be in it? Do you want to wrestle?" And my ears perked up, and I had a big smile on my face, and I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know that you, you never have to ask me. Just tell me where I have to be." And he said, "Okay." He goes. Uh, tomorrow, which was been Wednesday, he goes, Howard Finkel will give you a buzz, and uh, he goes, we'll have you come in. He'll give you all the details. So I got an opportunity to work with some old friends and, and see guys backstage, and um, it was it was awesome. It really was. It was uh, it was a great feeling to be back, even for that one night, and uh, it was it was great to see the guys again. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is. So, what was the point of the release uh, from from back in two thousand one? Well, from what I understand, uh, you know, Vince had bought WCW and he also bought ECW, so he had hundreds of guys, and he only had about six hours of airtime. And at the time, I was living in, uh, I was transferred to Puerto Rico for training, and Rodney and Joey Abs were in Memphis. So they told us that, uh, you know, we were going to be training there, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, this acquisition came uh, came about, and next thing you know, we're getting phone calls and being told that we got released. So mm. that's uh, unfortunately that's part of the business, and yeah. I, you know, I don't look at it as my glass is half empty. I look at it as my glass is half full because it was a great run, and it was something that I'm 
I'm proud of. Oh yeah, I mean within <laughs> within you know nearly three years, you know you and Ronnie became you know one of the most uh, controversial tag teams in, in WWE history. You know definitely a huge part of the Attitude Era. Speaking of 2001, 15 years from there. You came back to the WWE via the WWE Network, and one of the funniest, I, I watched every episode, one of the funniest uh, original uh, uh, WWE Network shows, the Edging Christian show, the Totally Reeks of Awesomeness, you made an appearance. I personally was surprised and shocked, and, 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 and I thought it was hilarious. And just how in the world were you picked to be one of the people uh, on the Edging Christian show uh, delivering Heyman's uh, chopped off ponytail that I always wondered where that went. Uh, well, the truth is that uh, Edge was trying to figure out a way to use me in the uh, in the show, mm-hmm. and uh, he hit, he and Christian. And then uh, when they got to their set, they had a lot of old nostalgic things on the set, and one of them was. Uh, the mailbox we used in the Greenwich uh, Lover or Lieber match between Shane and Tess. And the uh, the original mailbox that Rodney and I painted for that match was in was in, on their set. So when, once they saw that, they said, we got to come up with a, a character for Gas because they knew I was in the area too and it would be easy for me to get over there and shoot some episodes. And uh, sure enough, they got me in there and uh, we had so – that was probably – one of the most fun things I've ever done because all we did was laugh for eight hours straight. And um, guys like Tommy Dreamer, who's out of, he's out of his mind. We just, everything we did was great. And then we'd go out for dinner afterwards. And uh, I got pictures on my uh, Twitter account. Uh, I am Pete Gash. If anyone wants to follow me, but there's pictures of like us at dinner afterwards. It would be me, Edge, Christian, and Funaki. And just had a, we had a really good time. Yeah. Real good time. Uh, Getting to, getting to see each other again. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm looking forward, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to season two coming up. We're gonna be filming that real soon. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so that's awesome. So there is a season two that's coming up that uh, uh, the, the listeners, uh, you know, be aware of. Is there uh, any tentative dates on that, or, or what should fans expect? Uh, I have no idea. I just know that uh, it's in the works, and we'll be doing it sometime soon. Fantastic. Yeah, so coming soon is the, the key words uh, for, for that. Fantastic. So once again, uh, you can listen, you, you can see most of these stories that uh, I talked to Pete about tonight uh, in his book. Once again, let the listeners know about your new project. Uh, yeah, it's called Looking at the Lights. It's a book about my life, and it's uh it's a unique story. No one else has the same story. And if you're a fan of the, of wrestling and especially the attitude era, it's something you should definitely get because it's an easy read. It's got stories about all the biggest characters in the business, the rock stone cold, the undertaker, uh, Kane, Godfather, you name it. It's in there. And, uh, I think you, when you read it, you'll enjoy it. And I hope you do. And I hope once you do read it and, I'd love to know your thoughts. You could Twitter uh, tweet me at IMPGAS, and I'd love to hear your comments. I've been getting some great feedback, and I'll be honest with you, I, uh, none of it's been bad. So that thing, and it, as of today, I was uh, number one in Kindle sales under uh, wrestling books. Wow. So that's a great feeling, and 
it's start it's starting to take you know people are starting to get word of it and uh I think it's something that you know people will be talking about especially now close to WrestleMania. That's absolutely crazy, and that's great. That's uh, just three years can develop so many uh, awesome, fun stories that uh, you can recall, uh, you know, this this long afterwards and vividly recall them, uh, and let the and let the you know the wrestling fans know about that. So, is it uh, Amazon? Where where are different avenues that uh, we can get it from? Uh, you can get it at Barnes and Noble. You can get it on Am- Amazon's probably your best bet because they. They sell it at a discounted price. I mean, Barnes and Noble's twenty four ninety nine. Not that I don't want you to buy that one, but uh, to be honest with you, if you're looking for just a, a great read or a gift for somebody, uh, you know, right now I think it's on on Amazon for sixteen fifty, which is a, an unbelievable deal. And uh, like I said, you'll be entertained. And uh, I, I I've got a lot of people telling me that they picked up the book and they did not want to put it down and. I've even had people say when they got to the end, they were wanting more. So that's a great feeling, and who knows, maybe there'll be a a sequel. Sounds good. Pete, it's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to diving into the book, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again to uh, target a few of those stories in particular. Sounds great. I look forward to it. Fantastic, Pete. Thanks a lot for your time, and have a good night. Thank you once again, Pete Gass from the Mean Street Posse, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just came out with a book. I'm looking forward to reading it uh, and checking out the stories. And he'll be uh, hopefully back on the show soon to really uh, target some of those stories like I've done with uh, a few of the other books that I've read of people um, who's came on the show. And we've uh, dived, we've delved, dived, delved deeper <laughs> into the books of course ladies and gentlemen this is pancakes and power slams this is crazy this is crave wrestling follow us at crave wrestling on twitter and facebook at crave wrestling indeed 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 i am chris featherstone ladies and gentlemen and once again 260 episodes we're going to have a very fun evening again real quick correction um i said it was the last uh wrestlemania 2000 was second wrestlemania i was off by one WrestleMania 22 was also April the 2nd, uh, and that was <clears> – <throat> WrestleMania 22 was in uh, um, Chicago, Rosemont, Illinois. That was uh, uh, Cena versus Triple H for the WWE Championship. Uh, the other uh, April 2nd <clears throat> WrestleManias was uh, WrestleMania 5. Uh, that was in uh, the – it was it – was, it's funny because it was – it was uh, marketed to be in, in Trump Plaza, but it actually wasn't in Trump Plaza because Trump Plaza is a hotel co- uh, uh, complex. <clears throat> because Trump, you know, had a lot to do with it was you know he had a lot to do with making it happen. They plugged it as Trump Plaza, <clears throat> but it was actually in a convention hall, right next to the hotel uh, resort. That was very very interesting. So yeah, uh, of course that was four and five, but five was actually uh, April second, and of course WrestleMania eleven was also a- April second in the Hartford Civ- uh, Civic Center, uh, nineteen ninety five, which is arguably one of the worst uh, main events um, of all time. Bam Bam Bigelow versus LT. Although I've I've heard over the past few years a lot of more people. Uh, are giving kudos to LT. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch 
WrestleMania 11 again. I watched it more than once, but I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I remember, I remember the the, the storyline going into it. I probably watched the network to catch the Rawls, a few Rawls beforehand, just to kind of get myself into it. But I mean, I'm very critical of 95, but I'll give it another chance. And of course, we talked about WrestleMania 2000 with uh, Pete Gas in there and the Hardcore Championship match. A lot of people say the WrestleMania 2000 was one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. But I disagree. I don't think WrestleMania 2000 was a bad WrestleMania at all. It's funny because there wasn't any any type of singles, just straight-up singles match without a gimmick in the whole uh, pay-per-view. <laughs> so it was like a bunch of three three ways, four ways. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 was a very gimmick-heavy pay-per-view. So we got so much to talk about. So without, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring on the co-host from Under the Mat Radio, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Going on, brother. It's been an honor to be on tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. As always. As always. Just want to correct you real quick. Uh, being attacked, uh, WrestleMania 2000 did have a singles match. The only singles match in that card was the female, was the, I don't know what she called, a woman's match, a leaves match. That was the only singles match. Yeah, but I said I said it was one singles match, but it was still a gimmick though because Val Venus was a special. Oh, referee. sure, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Yeah, there was uh, there was no straight singles match because that was even a gimmick, yeah, match. and that was it was billed as a cat fight if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she yeah, WrestleMania two thousand was a was it the worst mania? Um, it had the uh, and it wasn't the worst meeting, but it had the worst set. Gosh, there was a meeting in 2007, was so boring. Oh, uh, yeah, it was very like, boring. Come on, come yeah. on, WWE. You just got two <laughs> little screens on the set. Come on, man. Yeah, it was very, very generic. The game was cool, though. With, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that, Yeah. You, you know what's funny is uh, I just told uh, another wrestling brother, as I say, uh, seven, another wrestling brother of mine, I'm telling my media assistant, so I told that I had my 64 looking at it now, of course, so you know how my mom looks. And I actually have WCW and Real Revenge. I have World Tour because it was a gift from one of my staff members for Christmas, and I have No Mercy. I don't have WrestleMania 2000s. Mm. For the yes, I, mean, I had it back in the day. Yeah. All the games are different. Each game is different than we're playing. You know, Revenge, oh, yeah. No Mercy, all yes. the goats. But, uh, you know, Virtual Pro Wrestling too, which AJ Styles told me face to face when we hung out last year that uh, that game was great. And um, I need to get a copy. It was a mm. Japanese version. Nice. Love it. There's so much yeah. to talk about. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I need to get I need to get No Mercy. Uh, well, I have No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000. I have no idea where WrestleMania 2000 is. I had both of them. I still have No Mercy and play that like crazy. Uh, I I used to. I, I haven't played 64. Well, I, I guess I should say it this way. I've played 64 until probably about a few years back. It's probably been maybe four or five years, I'd imagine. Um. But it was about a four or five year uh, span that I didn't play it. And so I bought uh, an adapter to uh, hook it up to my big screen. 
And so I was able to hook the 64 up to my big screen and went on another streak of playing it for a while. And then, and then, um, I haven't played it since I've moved to my house. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's still there. Oh, well, now, but I think what I think I'm going to do though, cause I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be real big into buying my, my, my children, uh, video game stuff. My, my son, uh, my oldest son is he he loves his tablet. We bought him a tablet for Christmas, and uh, he plays his tablet a lot. And not only games, but really um, very educational applications that he uses as well. So that's his game thing. We're not going to buy a, a bunch of stuff, but what I think I will do, what I'm almost positive what I'll do, is I'll bring back the 64. I'll bring that back out. I'll probably put it in his room or maybe the playroom that we have in the house and um, <laughs> get, back, get back on the sticks with him, man, and uh, teach him the world of uh, of no mercy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll probably be doing a lot of tag team uh, matches with him, like the tornado tags uh, with him yeah, and, and get him until he get off the training wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah teach the young Southern Stone. The, the good old ways of, of the 64. And if yes. uh, him and uh, his little brother decided to be dead, he just punished him to make him play, uh, and make him play WWF, WWF WrestleMania for the Sega Genesis. We'll play WCW <laughs> Super Bowl for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> that is a punishment <laughs> game for sure. <laughs> Boy, play this. Um, well, I do that for my kids. Like yeah. you're playing, you're playing Royal Rumble for the Dreamcast. Yeah, oh, my buddies play. Wow. Uh, my, my buddy, my, my my buddies actually plays that Royal Rumble for the Dreamcast in the summer. And a lot of you not, it was four rocks and two Stone Cold Steve Austin's in the Rumble because it had oh. lim- you know it had limited rosters. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Was oh crazy. wow! For the sake of time, we can't. We we can go a whole uh, whole show oh, yeah, about this, but I do want to vaguely I do want to briefly mention one of the goats, which is a uh, Tecmo uh, Pro Wrestling. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Nintendo. Yes, that oh, was yeah. oh Tecmo Pro Wrestling was absolutely yeah, Pro Wrestling. And yeah, it was great. Uh, and WWF Raw for um, for Sega was was awesome as well because that was one of the yeah. only that was the, that was the first time where you can actually get out of the ring from the front. I don't know if you remember that yeah, all remember the that, other yeah. games you can only go from yep. the sides out to the ring outside the ring, but Raw was one of the first games. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first game that you can actually come out of the front. Out of the ring and so yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that was the first wrestling game where you could use a stone chair. Yes, if you, I don't know if you might know the the glitch where if you got the stone chair, hit him with it, got in the ring and left back up, it just stone chair reappear. Yeah. <laughs> and they use yep. that same old fight. Uh, uh, yeah. The uh, same uh, one. Uh, 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 uh. Lita is also yeah. the first ever female wrestler to be in a video game. Ah, Luna Vachon. Good stuff. Nice Playing for Richard Vachon, too. Yeah, keep, keep uh, him in for ST. Richard Vachon yes. is a hospitalized man of yes. <clears throat> Also, uh, Jim Ross's wife was in a, uh, was in an yes. accident. And uh, as JBL mentioned on SmackDown Live, you know, uh, just 
continue to keep her in her prayers. As far as the last reports that I got, it's uh, it's it's good. It's a positive direction that's going on right now. Uh, so if you're listening to this on live, um, you know, keep her in her prayers. If you're listening to this archives, hopefully, uh, you know, she's all good and, and ready to go and just yeah, uh, pray for her. Just, yeah, yeah, just, pray, just pray. pray for her. For continued health uh, for both the Ross and the family. So. Jim, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Jim Ross has been good to us. So getting to me, get to us, and um, definitely praying. And, and we're also praying for, for deliverance for the fans of Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself. That's <laughs> how I brought it up. Hey, the, Maryland, got out, Maryland got ousted the first round. At least we hey, made it to the round. Look, I, I knew Maryland was going to lose the first round. Uh, I, I don't know. If anybody was for, for my hometown people, for, for my Maryland, my, I mean, for my Marylandites, for my Baltimoreans, Baltimoreites, for anybody in the DMV area or around the world that are Maryland Church fans, if you really thought the male church were going to win a game in the NCAA tournament, you were sadly mistaken. I knew they were going to lose. Shout out to my women yeah. turps who play yeah. Oregon next. But, uh, yeah, I love other women. Indeed. So, uh, yeah. If you thought Maryland was going to win, I, I actually, I, I think I had them winning one game. So, yeah. Unfortunately, my my bracket's busted. Well, I had Kentucky going to the semi, uh, to the to the finals with Duke. So, I can still rack up the points of Kentucky. I mean, I guess that's my next part. I don't. I'm not a Kentucky fan, but. Uh, you know, I would rack up the points on Kentucky, you know, as far as my bracket's concerned. It's busted because I had Duke winning, but at the same time, uh, Kentucky's still in it, so I guess, you know, I, I can root for Kentucky. Uh, real quick, before we go to the headlines, a couple other uh, interesting WrestleMania facts. The earliest WrestleMania ever is WrestleMania 20. Uh, which was uh, March the 14th of 2004 that featured yeah. the uh, the, the triple threat yeah. match between uh, Cena, um, well, well, yeah, Benoit, Michaels, and Triple H. It was the that was the uh, match there. Uh, Benoit, Michaels, and uh, Triple H. That was but remember uh, twenty. But remember, and I said this so much so many times as a joke because uh, one of my close friends, Tof, uh made this reference, and I didn't see this because it says this on the network. It said verbatim. In the triple triple threat match for the WWE Championship, you see Shawn Michaels, you see Triple H defending his championship against Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. And interesting, <laughs> so, it was an MSG. It was an MSG too. So, so that made that made it one of the smallest crowds in WrestleMania history. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and another note, real quick, from me is that me just noticing all the, this, uh, you know, the secrecies. Uh, I believe that is the first, the first, uh, the first foot view there they has been at Madison Square Garden, and they actually didn't use the act the regular front door. If you look at the hard mm-hmm. camera, if you look, remember the Rumble of two thousand, um, uh, the Survivor Series nine was it? Seven that came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Survivor Series, you had the Royal Rumble 09, 
uh, uh, the Survivor Series, I think, will also fall Brett, and it was 98, 97, whatever it was. Yeah, 97. The first time WWE used the other entrance on the left-hand side, because remember, on Selenia, they actually used the other entrance instead of the traditional door, which I hated. I hated that door set up. You can't do anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The very very interesting stuff there, and uh, yeah. So they, uh, from from the reports that I remember, they wanted to, they wanted it to look bigger because uh, Madison Square Garden only only holds about eighteen thousand. Uh, so they wanted to make it bigger, uh, you know, compared to because they really. I mean, they didn't. They started to do the stadiums like around seventeen. Um, right. It was just arenas until seventeen. And then you know they were they were in Houston at the Astrodome uh, in, in in seventeen, and so they went back to MSG and I think it was like the Staples Center too, and then they went yeah, to Chicago with the Cena and Trip twenty two, and then they went back to I think it was Detroit at twenty three. Uh, Detroit twenty three, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad they went back to the stadiums. Um, because actually, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good segue uh, to, to announce that uh, uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show will be partnering with Under the Mat Radio to uh, go on a voyage to WrestleMania, the expedition. Yes, the WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we call we're calling it the expedition of WrestleMania. Uh, so we will yes. uh, uh, the Under Mat Radio uh, will we'll be there on Friday. Um, Crave Wrestling will be there on Thursday covering uh, Access as well as the uh, the WrestleCon kickoff Q&A with Sting uh, and as well as uh, Ric Flair and JR. And then we'll just be just we'll be Facebook living. Uh, uh, Evan will be with his with his people and, you know, as well as partnering up with me uh, with with the Crave Wrestling piece. Pancakes and Power Slam show uh, Friday. Uh, I'll be there at the Hall of Fame with doing some coverage with some with some floor seats. Uh I yes. actually got asked today to be a part of a podcast uh that that Friday as well, a live podcast. Uh so uh, there's uh, you know just follow Twitter, follow Facebook. Saturday uh we'll, I'll be uh covering the quick Q&A and then uh-huh. we'll, we'll be back uh partnering together for the shenanigans, uh, Kevin Nash party. Uh, of course, uh Sunday will be uh, at WrestleMania, doing some coverage, and uh, we got some a, a couple of uh, uh, a couple of things potentially on the pike for Saturday afternoon, uh, or for Sunday right. afternoon. So there's there's so much so much that we're gonna do uh, for that weekend on the expedition of WrestleMania. Yeah. So <laughs> so we'll be in Orlando, <laughs> uh, of course. Like I said, Craig Wrestling will be there uh, Thursday. We'll be partnering with Under the Mat Radio uh, from Friday on, and uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of fun. I'm going to be very busy. Yeah, we are. At the same time, it's going to be a whole Shabbat lot of fun. moments. Absolutely. Some, yes, some Shabbat moments. Uh, uh, <laughs> absolutely. So, of course, we are, uh, we are what, eight, uh, nine days uh, from that. So, uh, yeah. I'll I'll be journeying with you. Just follow just follow the Facebook live on Crave Wrestling. I'll uh, I don't have Vanguard One uh, to transport me, but I have the Holy Spirit, which is far greater. So uh, yeah, <laughs> my transportation. Yeah, the, great, the greatest drone inside of us. 
Absolutely. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Wonderful. Yes. He he is oh, the yes. guide of the expedition of WrestleMania. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on the expedition to WrestleMania, all of you fake wannabe journalists, I have one word for you. Delete! 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 No, there's going to be a lot of people there. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, yeah. uh, very acclaimed, esteemed journalists. A lot of my colleagues are going to be there, so uh, stay yeah. tuned. So much going on. Yes. Yes. So what are your thoughts on the expedition of WrestleMania? Yeah, it will be great. It will be my, my third mania. Uh second in a row, um, half of my staff, well, half of my staff will be that first uh, media like yours. So I'm definitely looking excited. I know you'll be flying. Featherstone will be driving this time. So we're really going to be uh, sojourning, journey, uh, you know, uh, doing a good old journey, going uh, through the highways and byways, if you will. And we ain't going up the King's Highway because we ain't passing over this yet. But uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely going through the highways. Just <laughs> <laughs> for the 13 hours from Baltimore. I haven't been in Orlando since '98, so and I've been in Disney World twice. So oh, uh, definitely, um, really like I said, we'll be there Friday. We got some events. Official uh, event Friday and uh, Friday night. Friday just relax because we'll be the ones driving. Um, you know, Saturday of course, WrestleCon and. Um, under the Matt Radio's pairing up as well with Wrestling with Regret. A shout out to Brian Zane. We'll be doing work uh, for his Internet Darlings uh, panel, which is definitely be exciting. We'll be at Shenanigans Saturday night with Nash and Hero. Shout out to Pro Wrestling Record and Blizzard Bra. Yes. Sunday, of course, is the uh, festivities. Um, you know, the, the, the big old uh, uh, festivities of wrestling, WrestleMania, and Monday we'll be on the way home, so I think Monday everybody will be uh, you know, just about home, going home. Yeah, but I have the option to stay for all, but uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on home with my family, Trust who me. I'm sure is gonna miss me. Yes, the, the Mrs. Featherstone and the Featherstones, uh, little ones definitely uh, miss miss Papa, but uh, trust me, the bad experience. Uh, you get there Thursday. By the time Sunday hit WrestleMania, you'll you'll be exhausted. Oh, oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I already know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially from yo, all the things that I just announced to the listeners, as far as what I'm going to do. Plus, I'm sure there's going to be a couple opportunities to do more stuff there throughout the entire you know weekend. There's, yeah, it's going to be a long weekend, but it's going to be exhilarating. It's going to be. And uh, it, you know, it's it's one of those journalism things. You know, it's, it's so many hours you put in, but it's so thrilling. It's such a high, it's such a natural high. You know, if you if you know that journalism is is what your what you, what your deal is and and what you are passionate about doing, you know, you put in the hours, yeah. but it's like, man, it's it's so exhilarating. It's so thrilling, and right. so you know, come next week, you know, I'm sure I'm gonna be tired. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all four days. I uh, you know. Craig Wrestling and Pancakes and Power Stem Show has something planned multiple times uh, throughout the days. But at the same time, um, it's going to be 
just exciting beyond words. So we're really excited yeah. about that. Uh, another interesting WrestleMania fact before we get briefly into the headlines. We're gonna there's a lot of headlines we're gonna talk about today, but we're gonna be very brief because we still have the uh, Raw and SmackDown review, and we also are going to analyze. Uh, this is the third of our. Uh, th- this is three out of three series. Uh, we're gonna analyze WrestleMania 32, and then the Go Home Show before WrestleMania. Uh, both Evan and I are going to analyze uh, our both of our favorite WrestleMania of all time, which is 17. So uh, that's going yeah, to be the goat. Absolutely, that is the goat. Absolutely. I think I've watched it. I think I watched it media at least 40 times. <laughs> I know a lot. I used to watch yeah. it all the time when it first yeah. came out. That, that, it's, it's without a doubt the best ever to me. Um, uh, interesting WrestleMania. The the, the furthest WrestleMania. That's ever been out. Uh, the, the earliest uh, I just uh, told you, as far as the was March 14th. The latest uh, is actually uh, WrestleMania 29, uh, which is April the 7th, and next year's WrestleMania, which will, will break the record, uh, would be April the 8th, because I believe the week before is Easter. So, um, yeah. So that's going to be uh, really, really interesting um, to break that record. I'm not, I'm not used to it going out that far, uh, but yeah, for yeah. the sake of April first, 2018, this Easter. So, of course, you're not going to have WrestleMania on Easter Sunday. Uh, I not on the resurrection. Uh, yeah, good, kudos to WWE Sunday. for respecting the resurrection. Yes. Thank you, reincarnation. Resurrection Sunday. Jesus Christ went on his expedition. Uh-huh. <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Good stuff, man. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the headlines without further ado. Here we go. All right, real quick. Uh, speaking of the Hardys, uh, they are expected to leave Ring of Honor after Supercard of Honor on April the 1st. Uh, they defend their uh, their championships in a ladder match against the Bucks of Youth. Uh, so, uh, it, it basically, the reports are saying that uh, it, it is a, a clear shot to go to the WWE. However, I'm not a fan of this. And, of course, you know, we're going to make this brief tonight uh, because we have something to talk about. I'm not a fan of this because when I, as soon as I think the Hardy Boys and WWE – I think of such a loss of creative control, and also I think about uh, such a um, uh, such such a diluting of the broken character. Of course, they're not going to yeah. allow them to, you know, because they're already legal troubles that WWE don't don't really want to get into. So they're not, you know, the delete and obsolete that's pretty much done and over with. And, you know, I, this is, to me, this is the best that the Hardy's ever been, you know, and uh, it's going to be sad to get the watered down WWE Hardy's. If it was, if it was my call, I would have the Hardy boys feud against the authors of pain in NXT. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Just, well, we'll have to see. I really don't want the Hardys to go to WWE. It'll be so deleted, but um, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. And real quick, Madison Square Garden uh, was the 2008 Royal Rumble that uh, John Cena won. All right, okay. WWE opening to working with Goldberg after WrestleMania 33 and a more of a featured attraction role. I broke this on uh, WrestlingInc.com. Um, and the, WWE's open for it, and, and I'm cool with it because uh, the role that he's uh, reportedly doing that I that I broke on on the site is. Um, and of course, that's through the newsletter um, that he is supposed to um, do some featured attraction roles uh, that they're looking for him to do. Not more of a uh, storylines, you know, for for a long period of time. Uh, they're just looking for him to do like SummerSlam and, and, and you know maybe Survivor Series, WrestleMania, which I'm totally cool with. I mean, that brings more of a box office attraction. And I definitely see uh, a future uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. I think that that would absolutely be such yeah. a huge box office attraction for either Mania or SummerSlam. We'll get into we'll get the reason why I'm not saying Mania is because we're going to get to another headline as far as the proposed main event for WrestleMania 34. But I think that uh, it would really really help uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Goldberg came out to wrestle. He wants to wrestle more for Goldberg Jr. And his son. Yes. And, uh, I mean, they're doing the star power. They really lack any. Uh, the product at the moment isn't the best. Uh, people was crying about last year and look at this year. But uh, why not? Goldberg brings the money. Just like yes. any other part time. A Brock, Sting. Uh, Michaels, Taker. anybody that's a person, Taker. Yeah, I mean, good little old honey one getting the old man moving Taker. Uh, <laughs> the part timers, they got their money. They bring in attraction. They bring in, you know, the Rock, Austin. Yep. Any of those guys we mentioned, Hogan, people, uh, or Seth Sam Punk. Um, Delete Sam Punk. Delete. <laughs> yeah, this this reminds me of 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 CM Punk right here. <laughs> And this is what happened. This is what happened when you, you know what CM Punk. You know what CM Punk. You know what happens when you just walk out of WWE and complain about your your spot in the company. Being bitter. You just made the list. <laughs> without a doubt, number one. All right. So without <laughs> without being said, uh, like I said, Roman Reigns possibly moving to. Uh, uh, SmackDown uh, during the draft. However, uh, there is a uh, there, there's a report that also um, wrote on uh, uh, PW uh, the PW Insider reported about the Roman Reigns moving to SmackDown, MAJ Styles moving to Raw. Um, but there, there, the, but the uh, Observer uh, reported that uh, Roman Reigns and and and, and um, uh, Brock Lesnar will be the uh, early plans for the main event for WrestleMania 34. I was okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I want Roman Reigns to be a heel. So I, if anything, you know, if he remains heel for the rest of the year, you know, a good solid eight months or so, just get a bunch of heat, possibly turn at the around the Royal Rumble time or something like that. 
I think Roman Reigns needs to be healed. I think he needs, you know, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to predictions as far as WrestleMania. We'll get to that next week. Uh, but as far as just, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've made it known. I wish that the streak never ends. I wish the streak never ended. But if there's somebody that would have, you know, would, would benefit from the streak from a from a just shocking turn perspective, it would would have been Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns still can be that guy. From the new age that you know defeats the Undertaker at WrestleMania because that still hasn't happened. Uh, uh, so I liked Roman Reigns Lesnar at 31. I think it was I think it was way uh, underrated. I think I think it exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Um, you know there were reports that Roman Reigns was slated to beat Lesnar, but because of his reaction. Uh, because of the lack of reaction, lack of babyface reaction is why Seth Rollins came in. They actually met at WrestleMania as far as the reports that I know about. Uh, and, and they pulled an audible that day. So, you know, it, it's interesting how they're, you know, it was really good. It was really good in 31. And 34, you know, I'm not a fan at all of Brock Lesnar being a babyface. I think he's a monster. I think he's a beast. I, yeah. You know, he needs to play that beast role. He needs to get that heat to put the babyface over. Yeah. So yeah. Lesnar as the face and Roman as the heel is is a no go. If they do that, it's horrible. Uh, you know, just Lesnar as a face is just a horrible idea nowadays. I mean, when he was a face back in the day, it was decent. But him as a face now is just is, is a horrible idea. So I don't know how they'll make it work. I'm okay with seeing it, but I hope that it still has that face heel dynamic to it. Yeah, it's, no, it, it'll happen. It's, they keep up with the plans. Um, for it, uh, just let Brock be Brock, make rings be heel. You got a compelling event. Uh, when I went back and watched uh, WrestleMania. Uh, 31, I believe, when it was uh, Black against uh, Reigns. I never watched it since, um, you know, I watched it live. That match actually was, like you said, right underrated. The match actually was a lot better than what mm-hmm. people gave him credit for. And I think with Black just being the heel, please, Black, don't talk. But Heyman did his stick. Um, Reigns would be heel. Say something stupid. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the funniest lines ever. Say something stupid. <laughs> I gotta get it's a soundbite uh, for that. I gotta get a soundbite for yeah, that from now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It was definitely uh, underrated. Yeah, I just think Reigns needs he needs a you know the wet hair. Please change your outfit. You know, wearing the same old. Yeah. Change, you know, yeah. make don't cut your hair, but you know change the outfit a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. I know we talked to everybody about his promo. His promo skills are okay. I mean, it could be worse. We can listen to Seth Rollins talk, and we can listen to Titus O'Neil. Yeah. But, Triple um, H. I'll tell you what. I'm Seth nah. Rollins. <laughs> it's not like a nagging wife. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I mean, like I said, Ray's promo skills are okay. It's just, it's just crazy that uh, 31, his phrase was, I can and I will. Now was yeah. believe that. It's like, come on, yeah. man. It's just so I have generic. that shirt, too. Like, that's, that's funny. Uh, I have that shirt. Good, yeah. good for you. Uh, good for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I might break it out of WrestleMania, yeah. just because. Ahead, I might work yeah. out in it. 
Yeah. You go in and do that and I'll Facebook 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 live video on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Rain's gonna be good, you know, he just needs to be healed. Um and like I said, Rain's promo skills are better. And um you know, and so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So like yeah. so we can see Goldberg Goldberg against Reigns. We can see Goldberg rocking Reigns in the triple threat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Goldberg Strowman will work. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Goldberg and Strowman would be fantastic. I think if Taker has one more left in him, which I don't, you know, Taker's one of the goats. Uh, he's probably number six for me in my list of all time. Uh, but I, I, I hope that. I hope this is this is it for Taker. I really, I really do. I'm glad he grew his nice. hair back all the way. Um, oh, gosh, uh, yeah. Uncle Fester Taker at, at 30 was just, oh, just everything about Taker at 30 was just lifeless to me. It was just so sad just to see, and it just he just really seemed like an old man. Like, like with the long hair Taker, like you can get away, you know, because he has the the makeup right. and stuff like that. Like he he can get yeah. away with the dead man look with the longer black hair, but Thanks. with the faux hawk, he just, every, like, when he has the faux hawk, we can, we have to look at his face, you know what I mean? And yeah. he just looks so just, nasty. he just looks it's nasty. So it's like an old prune, it's like a reason. Yeah, it's like prunish, yeah, just, just, a, just an old prune, and it was just like, oh, take her, I mean, he looks a lot better now since he grew his hair, and he looks younger, yeah, and he can get Take, away with it. Taker's not done. He's going to wrestle uh, against Reigns, and he's still going to go against Sting, and no. he's going to go against Cena and make the big money matches. He's going to go home thinking, early now. Because he was supposed to do Cena this year, and Vince is like, no, that's not going to happen, and, which makes sense. And I wrote about this, too, in The Inquisitor. Uh, it makes perfect sense of why he why they nixed that, because it's not a it's not a future – match you know it's one of those things that uh, here's the thing to me you know CM Punk was one year for Taker I think that was that was 29 yeah it was it was terrible they could have done Cena that year but it was Rock Cena twice in a lifetime instead of Rock Taker I really think they should have done Rock Taker and I you know 98 yeah, I mean, like, and here's the and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, it was because Rock beat uh, Punk uh, at the Royal Rumble in 2013. Oh, they could have done a rematch because CM Punk was crying about main event in WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, I never made even at WrestleMania. They could have done that. They could have had Rock. I don't think to me Rock versus Punk isn't a marquee sounding match for WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. But they, you know, Taker, you know, at 29, Taker's streak was still alive. I definitely think Taker versus Cena for the streak is more a, a much more remarkable match yeah, than right. Rock versus Punk for the title. They right. could have had Rock right. versus Punk in the title, but not be the last match on the, on the show. If they had mm-hmm. Taker versus Cena at 29 for the streak, oh, man. Talk about your market value. I think that would have just far outshined us in a lifetime because we would have really didn't care after, you know, uh, after 28. They were just, you know, I mean, it just really didn't matter uh, anymore. 
And I think if they would have done rock punk, uh, probably, you know, second to last or, you know, third to last match, that would have been the main event for the title. And then Taker versus Cena for the streak. That that would have been the ideal uh, WrestleMania 29 uh, card. But now it's just like Taker, Cena, yeah, you know, Taker, Sting, yeah. So we'll see. Um, so uh, WWE interested in Leo Rush, you know, that's from, from ROH. Bobby Fish not working. Uh, he's now working the uh, Indies. Um, yeah, so, and, I mean, Fish, yeah. I mean, we might see Fish Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I, Fish, Fish, Fish and Kyle, good guys. Uh, Madam getting no times at the R H shows, you know, last. Um, you know, even hung over from a few times uh, after parties. Good guys. Um, Fish looks me, but he's really cool. Uh, it's kind of the reverse thing. Kyle Riley seems the nicer one, but Fish will be the one that'll go up to you first. Like, hey, how you doing? And Kyle's the one that's a little quieter. So both, yeah. both three guys. Um well, I mean, Bobby Fish, the ladies work at Indies. Maybe just wanted to take time off. Leo Rush, uh, Leo's from this area. Um, I, I know I, I joke with you, fellas, so I sent you a picture of an Indian event. I said 105 Live. <laughs> Gosh, if, if he goes, and I, I know the guy. I know the guy. I hit him on my show. He's from the area. Um, it, he he will look, the cruiserweights already look fun. I always look to see the, the, the strong little men. Uh, yeah. the, the you know the action figures. Gosh, I'm telling you now, if Leo wrestles the WWE, which I hope he does because he deserves it. If he goes to NXT, he's gonna look like a he's gonna look like Polly Pocket or Mighty Max. Oh yes, absolutely. Because he's so he small and he he, he's is. a great worker. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. He, he's a great worker. He, oh, he's yeah. a great talent. But it's WWE, and he's going to look like Mighty Max. He's going to look like Mighty Max. I've seen I've seen Leo Russ live, and uh, yeah, like yeah. I have too. He's he's, tiny. Yeah, it's going to be like Mighty. It's going to be like Mighty Max. Uh, you yeah, know, uh, <laughs> sit, sitting around GI Joe, the GI Joe figures. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna make he's gonna make Neville look like Voltron. That's that's basically <laughs> what's gonna what's gonna happen. He's gonna look like he's gonna make Kendall look like Strowman. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, real quick, uh, Johnson is uh, inducting uh, um, Kurt Angle to the Hall of Fame, and then your boy Bischoff. <laughs> there, you think there could have been more op- better options for seeing that? Uh, I interviewed. Um, who did I, who did I interview? I, 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 I talked to somebody, and they were, oh yeah, my boy Sean Davari. Um, I, I put that on Wrestling Inc. and also on the Crave Wrestling page. He sent me a very long statement uh, with some pictures. Uh, kudos to Davari. Uh, uh, I mean, him and I, he and I talked, and um, he sent me a long statement. Uh, uh, real quick, real quick, shameless plug. Uh, for the Academy School of Pro Wrestling, um, yeah. you know, me and yeah. Davari are, are, are tight enough. Uh, uh, he he knows, and a lot of other people know how how much of a stickler I am when it comes to uh, uh, promoting mm-hmm. uh, and, and advertising without getting paid. Uh, so, <laughs> but at the same time, 
um, you know, I'll give them some love if if if, if it needs to be, and I'll definitely give the school, the Academy School of Professional Wrestling, uh, in Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota. Go to their website, Academy School of Professional yeah. Wrestling. Um, my boy Sean Navari, my boy Ken Anderson, uh, Molly Holly, okay, uh, or also Aria Davari. I've had him on my show before too. Uh, also one of the head trainers there. Yeah, so they've got some good names. Shelton Benjamin is working there, <clears throat> doing some doing some stuff in there. So really, really good training school. Um, and, and so yeah, the Academy School of Professional Wrestling. Um, so yeah, he he he's okay with. You know, Angle, because he was a special guest referee at Survivor Series 05 when he was managing Angle. So he has a lot of very interesting stories. If y'all haven't, uh, if y'all haven't looked at that really long uh, manifesto that he sent me, um, check that out on the Craig Russell Facebook page. Very poignant. I'm a big fan of it. And then your boy Eric Bischoff uh, inducting uh, DDP. E the 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 boss hoss. Yeah. My main, my main. <laughs> yeah, I so sing that song. Really? Oh, I, love I don't it. like it. I, I, I don't. I told Evie that man, he laughed. I, <laughs> I don't like it. And you know, he uh, actually joked on my show and said that was him singing it, singing it. And really? for a second, I believed him. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I, I can advertise because I'm, I'm the co-host. We were off and we advertise each other. Uh, other than that, right we did a triple threat with Bishop. We did three interviews with him, um, all from uh, 2015 and 16. And uh, one of them interviews, I don't remember, Bishop actually joked and said it was him singing the theme song. I actually believed him for about 30 <laughs> seconds because a lot of people were really on air. Uh, but, um, I mean, EV, that's my man, DDP. We said we, like you and the bar, we text um, frequently. And um, I'm proud of him. Uh, they deserve mm-hmm. their year. We think EB to go in the Hall of Fame himself. Oh, yeah. He deserves it. Uh, see, no, uh, see, uh, of see, yeah. see what you want to vote. See what you want to vote, Bishop. Yeah, he's the only man that beats Vince. Yeah, he's the yeah. only man that beats Vince. He's the only man that almost put Vince out of business to where yeah. the boys wasn't getting their checks until about two months to four months late. Mm. That lets you know stuff. how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, and seeing uh, I mean, uh, you know, my angle, uh, you know, like who else, who else is really going to duck him? We like Cena. He calls Cena the GOAT. Uh, I, say okay. Edge. You know, I, I say like Edge or Christian. Uh, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe if you do a show um, real tough uh, yeah. during during the time, I think Brock. show would have been a good idea. I, I think Brock is too much in kayfabe to, to you know, and, and yeah, I think I think show would have been a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah and you know, like I said, and I, I was, like you said before, I had the pleasure to meet Angle, interview him. Um, I know Angle calls Cena the goat. That's his opinion. Um, uh, I I'll disagree respectfully because Angle's not blowing me up. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing against Cena because Cena. It's probably one of the biggest draws. When people say it's probably the, the biggest draw in WWE history. Oh. Uh, he, he's top three because uh, I still, like Austin. Hunky something man said, yeah. between Austin and Hogan. And Hogan, yeah, and then Hunky yeah. Something man, Hunky something man even said, there's no way Austin outsold Hogan. 
You can see, and I've said this to you, said it. You remember this back in the day, it wasn't no internet. The only way to get a Hogan t shirt or Hogan merchandise was on catalogs. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, I think but, but, Hogan would have had the same access that Austin did. Oh, he would good, far uh, exceed Austin in sales. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and Jim Ross said publicly, and then this is my man JR, um, he said that um, he think Austin outdrew Hogan. Um, no, 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 I'll take it back. He said Austin did more for WWE as a whole than Hogan did. Austin did, mm. which I could agree, which I could agree with to an extent. But I don't know. Day, no, no, I think you're also saying as far as Austin actually helping the boys and helping them and okay. and being okay. an influence. Okay. That's just yeah. He was on like an old. He was on old. He was on like an old legends roundtable. You know, you're also saying as also, they're more for the business than holding WWE as far as helping the boys be mm-hmm. more personable for his input. Um, but still to this day, and, and I'm just, yeah, I you know, the biggest draw in the world was Jesus Christ. So until Jesus comes back again mm-hmm. and we meet him in the air, holy spoken to this day, we'll see the top draw <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Yeah, brother. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan won. Uh, Hogan, Hogan won. Austin Key seen the three. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. The Rock is marketable, but he's the biggest box office draw. The Rock's from Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Bruno T. He has to get Bruno. It's a different time, but uh, Bruno. Yeah. 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 Bruno, Bruno 4. He was, he was the man. He was the you know, full decade. You know, they talk about Cena. Yeah, Cena, you know, Heyman loves Cena. You know, he's the greatest. You know, there's been nobody that's been consistently the main eventer for 12 years, almost 15 years in the business. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he's been a consistent main eventer, but he's not even 40. Actually, I think he turns 40, like, next month. And so it's like, you know, he's still young, so, it, and, 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 so and, and, he started young. Not only that, Heyman, you know, with respect to one, Bruno was on top. He was champ for how many years? 12 straight Eight. years? Eight. 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 Yeah, yeah, Eight but years. maybe he had two. Yeah, maybe, but that was he the second two reigns. He, he had two reigns. He had two reigns. Yeah. The, the first reign was longer than that. I think it was six. It, I think it was six. And yeah, then something he like that, yeah. came back in two, was, yeah. There was no merchandise then. Not for sure. Yeah. Cena yeah. was on top because you gotta look at the talent pool. But yeah. then Hogan and who was around and like you see was said, Well, Austin. Look at look at the sharks that was in the tank mm-hmm. in the water doing the attitude era, doing Hulkamania, even the WCW, just wrestling as a whole. From eighty three to really like two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, from <laughs> for twenty eight years. That's what it is. Sting, Horseman, Flair, Rock, Austin, Trips, Undertaker, Kane, Angle, Brock, mm-hmm. Ray, Jericho, uh, Foley, Taker, Jer- Jericho, Foley, Taker, uh, uh, Goldberg, um, yep. uh, Nash, uh, we still name names, Brett, Michaels, yep. <laughs> we still name names. And that's the same thing. We're talking about Tag Team. Tag Team So who? who, who? Tannic, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Frankfurt, Piper. Those are mid-carders. <laughs> Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt. We were uncrowned champions. 
Magnum yeah. and, and, and not and, and not even mentioning tag teams that easily could have made a minute and did maybe get the B shows, Rock and Roll, Big Night, you know, uh, Finance, uh Manny and, and Rude, Power of the Team, Killer B, my man mm-hmm. Ron Blair, Heart Foundation, keep naming names, Demolition, Fantastic, Fabulous One, Strike for She Furthers. Uh, the younger fans probably don't know who we're talking about. Use Google. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris yeah. Adams and uh, uh, Gino, uh, Gino, um, Gino Hernandez. Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gino, the Gino, but anyway, uh, like I didn't go on. Yeah, that's some, that's some world-class days right there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Northern yeah, Barbarians. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. So, real quick, what are your uh, thoughts on uh, Raw and uh, SmackDown? Uh, did get a chance to watch SmackDown. Uh, really shout out to my baby. Uh, my wife's birthday was today, so I spent time with her. Beauty of the Beast is great. Recommend anybody to see it. Definitely is great. Um, yes, a man, grown man, did say that because I was still a kid at heart. It's great. Party <laughs> bye. Um, did see SmackDown and didn't hear about it. Also, was the tag titles from Cares. Um, yes. Corbin goes against Dean Ambrose. Uh, we saw that coming since the Rumble. Um, uh, Raw, Raw was okay. Dana Brooke asked him, what do I do? Hilarious. Yeah, um, Green. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, horrible, man. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, 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 um, uh, I can't say on your show what, uh, what, what my staff tweeted say Dana Brooke looks like. But uh, no. I our Twitter page. I think you know what I mean, Travis Stone. Um, yeah. uh, well, well, uh, well, 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 okay, man. The ending was just so contrived. And I saw mm-hmm. my grandfather, my late grandfather, to say Stevie Wonder could have saw it, could have could have seen that coming. And take this old man Logan to saw team. <laughs> my said, "You wasting at the you just you you go to office and move and you're hurt." Like what the? But the funny like, part of it was. Thing. He knew that he was about to eat the spear. He was like, oh. But, like, to me, that just really, I mean, it wasn't too far out to break the kayfabe. Okay, well, hold on. Let me say this real quick because we don't have much time. Jericho's promo was fantastic. Oh, my God. I did miss that. That's the one thing I did miss. It was absolutely phenomenal. If you missed it, anyone who's listening, if you missed it, I'm sure WWE put it up or something like that. Someone has it on YouTube. Uh, you know, and, and kudos to Jericho. Uh, what to, one many reasons he's one of my top five in my, the past. Yeah, cool. He's one of my top five of all time. He's actually number four in my top five of all time. He's been number one modern era. I mean, of course, Sting is just in, incomparable. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Jericho's been there for as far as the, the top like yeah. modern day since like uh, maybe 99, 2000 WWE wise. Um, but you know, it's like, and I follow Jericho, you know, I, I started liking Jericho, like a D- ECW days. It's been over 20 years yeah. and cause yeah, I like the line hard. I like the, the, I like the care that he paid as far as, you know, the, just, just the really, uh, underdog character that he played when he was, uh, when he was shooting with the pit bull, uh, for the TV title and, 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 and all that. I was a big fan of uh, Jericho at the time. Uh, yeah, the Ralph's days was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he retweeted my campaign that I have for Rico Constantino. He actually, 
he actually didn't even retweet it. He actually tweeted it. He, he tweeted the campaign I had, and he retweeted um, me yesterday uh, when I um, said uh, he the, the the promo was was fantastic, and he retweeted it. Uh, so uh, kudos to Jericho, man, class act. Um, but yeah, the, the promo was just phenomenal. It was one of the, the best promos. I mean, like he he is so good at just having the fans to be at the palm of his hands, whether he's a face or a heel. And he always come up with just catchy stuff. The whole Friends of Jericho, cheer me on, man. Like the Friends of Jericho thing is catchy. Caught on for the past few weeks. That was phenomenal. There were some, some some good parts uh, for Raw, but the, the 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 last part was you know Taker winting and no one. He just he just seemed so weak at that point. I, I'm not I wasn't a big fan of it, but SmackDown uh, so was so, good. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Raw for being so needed, so scared of the uh, scared of the crowd response until the elite tapes and elite videos. So New Day shows up with muted muted yeah, fans that, and uh. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to for that. The pun, I tweeted about that too. It was laced with puns as far as the, you know, we purposely didn't talk about the, 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 the you know, the stuff, the, 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 the goings on yeah. as far as a former right. um, WWE uh, champion, uh, woman's champion. Uh, we purposely didn't talk about that because there's, there's no need yeah. to. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but the Xavier Woods. Part of that was funny when when the new day did look at him and he was like, "Is there something you want to say?" And then he went right into plugging WrestleMania. That that was funny. Um, but SmackDown was good. Uh, I, I big, uh, you know, I like the Usos. I've been like the Usos. Um, uh, it was it was interesting that they won the championships. I think they just want uh, American Alpha to chase it. I think that's probably what they want to do because they still have their rematch calls and they'll probably, you know, say we want to rematch. They'll probably do that, which I'm cool with. You know, just this title change was surprising, but it was what it was pretty good. Um, uh, Respectfully, you know, I mean, just as far as um, having because they were kind of losing steam. And I think this will help them, you know, kind of bring that steam back. So and then the Shane bump at the end was Phenomenal, very, very phenomenal. All right, we got a few minutes left. Let's get into WrestleMania uh, 32. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so as we're wrapping up, uh, Evan, let us know just uh, your real quick thoughts on our WrestleMania 32. Uh, 32 was there live in Texas. God, 32 was long. Good gosh. Oh, yeah, so, it was. so long. So like, so like a 12-hour shift. Like I was working a double. Yeah. It was cool. I was a person. Um, 32, 32 was an okay mania. It's not the worst, but a lot of weird, uh, you know, of course we got to see AJ and Jericho. A lot of weird silence. Dean and Brock wasted time. Uh, uh, just let everybody know, um, after the tsunami event was uh, after Triple H's entrance against Roman Reigns, everybody started leaving because we only Roman Reigns was going to win. Oh wow! Um, Very her, interesting. Take, yeah, Taker <laughs> and Shane was just uh, wasn't for that big bump Shane did. The match was horrible. So yeah. WWE in a nutshell was was okay. Uh, got to see Sting in person and get, uh, for some years in the stage, but uh, just an average. But uh, 
Um, I think it was decent. I think it was a decent, just a decent WrestleMania. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was bad at all. I think it was decent. It was, it was solid. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Um, you know, Ryback was. You know, not a fan at all. Of just losing all the time to Kalisto. Kalisto defeating Ryback. I. I. I could have put money. I could have almost went all in on the fact that Ryback was going to win the United States Championship, but he didn't. And Kalisto won, and that was stupid. And I was just. Re- you know, they were talking about how. And I and I saw it. I mean, you were there live. I saw it as far as just a, a more of a panoramic view, just as far as all the seats that were un, that weren't filled, and they were saying electronic uh, issues. They were saying uh, people were supposed to go to their corresponding gates, and they didn't. Yeah, so they had to get go in. All, yeah, yeah, they had to go yeah. all the way back to their gates, back of the yeah. line. And people were trying to rush through and getting security with them and a bunch of crap. Yeah, it was just chaos yeah. uh, going into it. So you can tell that pre-show match was just it was it was just bad all all together. The 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 to- total Bellas versus Bad was just oh, odd. And then they and then the Shut fact up. that they had Marie on the babyface team was just so convoluted. It was just so weird. And then they had the Usos and the Dudley so the it was the beginning of the end it was just a really odd match and uh, uh, reports were saying that not only Ryder um, was the uh, replacement for uh, Neville but Ryder and Sin Cara so it was supposed to be six originally um, and then I, I looked at the thir- WrestleMania 32 on, on WWE uh, 24 at the network. It was really, really good. And Ryder was just going, yeah, that was you know, saying, yeah, he was just talking about how he was, you know, he basically kicked the door in, you know, as far as saying, man, I want this spot, I want this spot. And they know the squeaky wheel got hurt, and they, and they, and they give it to him. And of course, I've said before, AJ Styles, he said he was overwhelmed, and Jericho just kind of calmed him down. Um, I like the legend spot at the end of the League of Nations versus New Day. I think it was stupid that the League of Nations won because it just didn't make sense. But I, I think it just—I think they did that just be, just to give the, them steam for the legends to come out. And of course, uh, for those who don't know, Batista was supposed to be the fourth person that came out, uh, but only only three came out. But uh, Batista was supposed to be out there too, but he he uh, he denied. He declined it. I think Guardians of the Galaxy two was uh, around the same time. Of course, we all know Ambrose. And Lesnar, oh, Ambrose gosh. talking about how you know Lesnar didn't want to give him any love, so it was yeah. Charlotte um, Women's Championship is celebrating almost his one year anniversary. Yeah, what were you saying? That was a good match. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, your match. The crowd was hot for that. Yep, and Lita uh, introduced it. Like you said, Taker McMahon was just odd. The, the whole feud was odd. Uh, it was supposed to be Taker Cena last year, interestingly. Um, but Cena got hurt, so it just it was just you know take your Cena just I guess it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> but uh, Baron Corbin uh, winning the inaugural Battle Royal that was uh, a good good way to bring him in. Yeah, good way to bring him in. So and then The Rock actually competed in the match. I mean it was only six seconds, but I always say this: Eric Rowan 
he had a WrestleMania match against The Rock. So if I was Eric Rowan, I'd be related. I don't care how long it was. I had a rest. I get to say that I competed at WrestleMania against The Rock in the largest crowd of all time. I mean, that, well, you can't get better than that. And of course, I'm a Roman Reigns fan, so <laughs> him beating Triple H was was a okay for me. So, but you know, wasn't the best match. Yeah, it was decent. It was decent. It wasn't. Yeah. I think it wasn't. I see. I, I think people are, are have tainted lens with that match because it wasn't a bad match. These people were so anti Reigns that they they weren't trying to give Summer Day. So I think I'd encourage people to watch that match again. It wasn't bad. Triple H, you know, he's known for putting some good matches on from a psychological standpoint. Yeah, it helps people. Over. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Um, there's a lot of you know reasons why people say he's not, which I can I can see that too. But but you know he he's a good like green psychologist. You know he watched a lot of tapes. You can tell. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, next week WrestleMania 17, uh, we got you know we'll have announcements. It's the last show before WrestleMania, so we're gonna pack it out with some good stuff. Real quick, Evan, let people know where to find you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Pancakes and Pops with Phyllis co-host Evan Tech Falk under the Minute Radio Live, live, live every Tuesday night 7 p.m. Eastern Time You can check us out on YouTube Under the Minute Radio Facebook Under the Minute Radio Instagram Under the Minute Radio And on Twitter At Tech underscore UTMR Please check us out next week We're hopefully going to do a couple of shows uh, Next week leading up to WrestleMania So uh, thanks guys for the support As always, this has been an honor Absolutely Absolutely Fun, fun show as always As expected Very, very fun show Another get, another thanks to Pete Gass Go get his book I know I'll be reading it uh, here soon And uh, Wrestlemania is coming Next week is the last show before Wrestlemania We got some more announcements Just to refresh you all As far as we're going to be doing the weekend For you to find us And of course until next week God bless you all and enjoy your week of wrestling. Chris Featherstone, Evan Tech Proud, on behalf of Craig Wrestling, signing off. God bless. Goodbye. Good night.